All right. So this week in the Connection Challenge, we are focusing on connecting with our loved ones, connecting with our family, those closest to us. Over the last couple of weeks, we focused on connecting with God, taking our relationship with him, hopefully to a new level, and just thinking about it in a way, bringing that awe and reverence and just presence to our time of connecting with God, not just doing it to check the box to say that we did it for the day, but truly using that time to connect with him. And then last week, we talked about connecting spirit, soul, and physical body. And we talked about combining uh, several different things into one 10-minute period of doing some journaling, uh, pray, praising or praying in the spirit, listening to music, and then moving your physical body all at the same time to connect spirit, soul, and body. And one of the things I learned just from doing that myself over the last week is that I was actually doing that during my workout time one of the days. And I noticed that sometimes it was almost like I was trying to force it, like trying to make it happen too much. And I've learned you got to take a little more gentle approach with it. Think about combining spirit, soul, and physical body. We try to force it to happen sometimes. Just taking a more gentle approach with it, I think, helps everything fit together. We talked about God makes everything fit together beautifully or seamlessly. He works everything together for good. And just taking a more gentle approach with that, allowing him to do that work of connecting spirit, soul, and physical body. Now, this week, we're working on connecting with our loved ones. Now, this could be, I think we, you know, if you have a spouse, you're married, or you have children, I think that would be the first place to start. I think we work from the inside out. The first relationship to prioritize would be that in your with your spouse. Then we would work out to kids, and you can work out to parents, you know, aunts, uncles, friends, close friends, you can work out from there. But we want to work from the inside out when we work on this connection, I think, over this next week. And so we're going to go over a couple concepts of how do we better connect with those that are closest to us. And then we're going to put out a couple action steps that we can use to start implementing over this next week. So we're going to combine several of our table turners. The table turner, remember we said, is the one most important thing. The one most important thing in a given area. So in all the different blueprints that we have, we have a lot of different table turners for the different areas of life. And the table turner is the one most important thing we got to get right in that area. And we're going to be combining several of those into helping us better connect with our loved ones. So the first one is the spiritual table turner. In the big picture of our program, the Abundant Life Blueprint, we talk about daily communion is the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to create that turning point in our life. And change the trajectory of our lives going forward. And so that simple concept, just sharing meals together, just sharing more meals together. If you're not in the habit of doing this regularly, just sharing meals together with your family. Is it, We're going to start working on implementing that this week. And then in the area of our soul, we're going to really use our imagination. We're going to use our imagination to envision uh, you know, our family's day to step into their world. So that we can better cherish them as we're going to talk about here in a second. And then we're going to combine this with the presence, with presence, which is the grace table turner. In the area of seeing God's grace flow us, flow through us, getting more present is the table turner. And for us to truly connect with our loved ones, we've got to bring that presence into that time with them. And then we're going to talk about the family table turner, which is to cherish. To cherish them, to cherish one another. It's one of the greatest keys to connection. We're going to talk about practically how do we walk that out. And then the order table turner, which is honor. Just honoring one another. Bringing that honor 
and that reverence for one another into our relationships. So sharing meals together. There's been some studies done that the very best predictor of how well kids are going to do in their academics and just in school and in success in life is actually whether or not the families eat meals together. They said, is it their test scores? Is it their grade? Is it their work habits? What's the best predictor of success for kids? And over and over, they've shown that the best predictor is actually whether or not families eat meals together. Families that eat meals together typically have kids that do better. And I've got a good friend of mine that was a, a pastor of a pretty large church. And he used to always tell me this. He said, if you want to really connect with people, you need to know two things. On one side, you need to know what pushes their buttons. What are their, What gets them frustrated? What gets them angry? What pushes their buttons? Gets them stirred up. On the other side, you need to know what gets them motivated. What do they like to do? What are their motivation? What gets them excited? He said, if you know those two things about people, you can better connect with them. And what we're going to talk about that's going to help us to cherish them on a new level. And then we're going to use our imagination. We can use our imagination to actively get in and look for ways to be a blessing for them. So we're going to talk about doing an exercise before bed, just taking a few minutes to imagine their day and stepping into their world, stepping into their shoes. And as we do that, we'll see opportunities before they even happen that we can step in and be a blessing to them. And then as we get more present with them, it's going to help us become a better listener. To truly step into their world, we've got to become a better listener. We've got to listen to understand. Because when we understand what's going on in their life, again, it helps us to step in and help them to help us to cherish them better. Now, I like, always like to say this, to cherish people, the definition I always use is two things. On one side, we're going to keep them from pain. On the other side, we're going to give them the desires of their heart. We're going to keep them from pain. We're going to give them to the desires of their heart. And to cherish something is to truly value it, to honor it and to value it and to appreciate it. So these are some of the keys I think it's going to take for us to connect. Now, Give me one second here. There we go. A couple other principles. I think it's important when we talk about connection is that whenever we're making important decisions, especially we're talking husband and wife, spouses working together, even with kids, when we get into making decisions, I think it's important to get into agreement with people, to consider everyone's opinion, to value their opinion and make decisions in agreement with each other. It breaks that connection sometimes when we make decisions in spite of somebody. And this often means sometimes we have to humble ourselves to get into agreement with those other people. And I once heard someone say this. If you want people to be more interested in you, you want your spouse or your kids to be more interested in you, to want to connect with you, become more interested in them. If you want to become more interesting to other people, become more interested in them. Just a great principle to live by. And then we got to remember, we got to approach this with gentleness. Don't try to force the connection. Let's let it be natural. Let's make it easy. Let's bring some gentleness into this. Don't try to force it. It may take a little bit of time if we're not in the habit of doing some of these things already. So be gentle with it. Now, what are some of the obstacles? Connecting with our family. Often there's a balancing act in life because we got things to do. 
We got work to do. We got tasks to get done for the day. And we can feel like we're too busy or we might be distracted. We might be doing other things that we think are more important. And so part of this is going to take reprioritizing, prioritizing that connection above other things, because it really is more important. And then we also need to remember this. When God was making time, he wasn't sitting around saying, how can I give these people just barely enough time to get everything done in a day? He was generous. He gave us more than enough time. And what I've learned is, is if you will, in those times where you feel like you're too busy, you got too much to get done. And your spouse wants you to go do something with them. Your kid wants you to come play with them or spend time with them. But you got too much to do. You got all these other things to do. If you'll prioritize the connection and you'll go spend time with them, you'll connect with them. That God just has a way. I don't know how he does it. He has a way of making you so much more efficient when you actually go back to doing the work. He has a way of making you so much more efficient. Now, one of the other things to remember is that sometimes connection doesn't take a lot of time. Think about quality over quantity a little bit here. You can develop an amazing connection with your spouse or your kids or your family members, your close friends. Sometimes in just a couple minutes a day. If you truly get present, you step into their world, you do some of these thoughtful things that we're going to talk about. So keep that in mind as well. So some action steps, and we're going to go through these in a little bit more detail here in just a second. Some action steps to take. The first one is we talk about journaling before bed. And so the way I like to do my journaling is I finish up my journals. I like to start with gratitude and praise and then kind of go over what were the wins for the day. And then write out, what do I feel like God's showing me for the day? And just kind of take notes of those things. And I like to finish my journal. I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And most of you guys have heard me talk about, I like to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God because I was toiling away, trying to figure everything out in my mind, trying to force things to happen. And then sometimes I was getting behind him because I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. So I'll plan out that day, next day. What do I know to do today? And then I want to add a little exercise before you go to bed every night. Let's just take a couple minutes. Just begin to imagine the upcoming day for the people closest to you. If you're married to your spouse, if you have kids, it would be your, kid, your spouse and kids, whatever it may be. Whoever those people are that are closest to you, just take a couple minutes. Let's imagine their day. And as you begin to visualize and you begin to imagine their day, are there any areas where you could step in and keep them from pain? Is there any way you could step in and be a blessing to them, prevent something? Is there any way you could surprise them with something good that would just make their day? Give them the desires of their heart. So one example I've used before, one day I was doing this and I started to see my wife was going to have a longer day at work. And she was going to be there at her normal um, time that we were normally eating lunch or dinner or whatever it was. And so without saying anything, I woke up the next morning and packed her extra food. What did I do? I stepped into her world. I saw what was coming and I made provision for it before it ever happened. That's what God does for us. And so I stepped into her world. I did that. Now, that one thing meant more to her than a lot of other things I've done. Because I stepped into her world and saw what was coming, had understanding of what she was going through in a day. Now, the other one we're going to talk about is catching bids. And we'll talk more about that, what that means. But really, a bid is anytime someone tries to connect with you. Your spouse tries to connect with you in some way. They want to play a game. They want to go for a walk. They want to talk. They try to connect with you physically. They try to connect with you in some way. 
We want to catch that bib. We want to connect in those opportunities. And we'll talk about the importance of that. And then we can also throw bids. So we can throw bids toward those important people in our life as a way to try to connect with them. They're going to throw bids our way, trying to connect with us. We've got to catch those bids. We've got to receive them. And then we also got to throw bids in the other direction and connecting with them. And through all of this, focusing on being more present. Being more present as you're connecting with them. You're catching those bids. You're throwing those bids. Being more present. Because in all times of connection, we're either trying to connect or we're trying to get away. You probably had those times where someone's talking to you and you're just trying to get away. You're trying to go on to the next thing. Either we're more present and we're truly trying to connect or we're trying to get away. So using the imagination, we talked about this one a little bit already. But just spend a couple minutes before bed. After you plan your day, spend a couple minutes envisioning their day. And just look for opportunities. How can I do something good? How can I be a blessing? And then I also want you to use your imagination to be on the lookout. Am I building any negative imaginations in my mind as far as my relationships go? Am I building negative stories in my mind about my relationships? Oh, so that person always does this. They always do that. Oh, they have some ulterior motive. And we're building these stories in our mind that we have no basis for them being true sometimes. So we got to learn to cast down those negative imaginations. Now, in the area of catching bids, this concept, catching bids, comes from a book called Cherish, I believe is the name of it, by Gary Thomas. So catching bids, he says, catching bids in a lot of studies done on marriage is the number one predictor of marital success or failure. Catching bids is the number one way to predict whether people are on the track to a divorce or their marriage is thriving. And so a bid, like we said, is any attempt that your spouse or whoever, your kids or whoever it makes to try to connect with you. Any attempt that they make to try to connect with you. And the challenging part of this is you might be doing something else. In that book, uh, Cherished by Gary Thomas, he talks about a guy who was working on like a very big deal for his business, like a million dollar deal. And his wife comes in and is talking about something kind of trivial that wasn't really that important. And she was kind of distracting him. And he said, I had a choice in that moment. I could prioritize working on this deal or I could stop what I'm doing, turn around and connect, get more present with her and connect. Sometimes we have to fight that battle. And so the goal is whenever somebody tries to connect with you, you stop whatever you're doing, even if you think it's more important and you honor that person because it's about honor. When someone tries to connect with us, but we don't connect with them, it's dishonoring. Think about how you feel when you try to connect with somebody and they reject your attempt to connect with them. It feels dishonoring. It feels discouraging. It's about honor. And so catching those bids as a way to truly honor and value and cherish that person. And so in the book, he gives this number, 80%. So eight out of every 10 bids that your spouse or your kids or whoever it is that are your close circle that you want to connect with, 80% of every bid they throw your way, we want to catch. That's part of our challenge for this week. We're shooting for 80% of catching those bids. I'm just thinking about this morning. One of my daughters is, hey, come play dolls with me. Well, I don't like to play dolls that much. And I had a lot of other stuff to do. 
and just prioritizing those times of connection, prioritizing that over those other things. Like I said, God has a way. When you'll prioritize that first, he has a way of just making you so much more efficient and lining things up where you can get all the other things done and still have plenty of time left over has been my experience. So we're aiming for 80% on catching the bids. And then we also want to throw some bids their way. And when we throw bids their way, it's important to remember, how do they like to connect? Most of you guys have probably heard of the five love languages, acts of service, quality time together, physical touch. How do they like to connect? One of the concepts we talked about earlier in this connection challenge is that every relationship is unique. So for example, I've got three kids, got three daughters, and I connect with each one of them in a slightly different way. They've got different likes and dislikes, things that they like to do. And so I may throw different bids at them depending on which kid I'm trying to connect with. How does your spouse like to be connected with? Because the style you like to be connected with might not be what their preferred style is. How can you throw bids their way that make them feel honored and cherished and valued because you're trying to connect with with them in a way that's honoring to them? That's what they prefer. And then how can you surprise them? Can you step into their world? How can you surprise them with gifts or experiences or do things to prevent you know, negative things from happening in their life? Protect them. Those would be some concepts to think about. So those are our goals this week. That's our challenge. We're going to use the imagination before bed. We're going to focus on catching 80% of those bids coming our way. We're going to throw bids in the other direction. In the style that they prefer to connect with. And just through all of it, we're going to focus on being more present. And remembering, as we're catching those bids, you got to watch out for those kind of mindset that's trying to get away, to go on to the next thing. Truly be present and truly connect in those times. But I'm going to open it up and we can discuss it a little bit and see where we go from there.